greetings to those who watch below. As you really liked my Cursed Objects video a few weeks back, I thought I'd carry on the trend with today's topic, with some of the most famous haunted paintings in the world. But before we get to the paintings, I'd like to say thank you to those who dwell below, an exclusive channel membership that you can join by checking the link in the description box. So thank you to Steffi Ray, Wicked Witch, Lisa Watts, Lefty Kim, Finn McCool, Jess Black Curtain, and Christina Groves. Also, if you haven't already, please make sure to subscribe to the channel, hitting that notification bell so that you don't miss out on any videos. And also, if you like the videos, feel free to share them on social media. But now, sit back, relax, and enjoy. The Stagecraft Painting The story of this painting is told by its artist, a woman known as Laura. In 1994, James Kidd, a commercial painter, placed one of his photos on display at a gallery in Tombstone, Arizona, where I was showing some of my oil paintings. The photo was the old stagecoach stop at Tombstone. He first took a photo of the stagecoach stop in an old stagecoach, and then he didn't wind his camera so he could get a double exposure photo with another old wagon in the foreground. When the picture was developed, however, it revealed something unexpected. Standing on a log to the left of the wagon is a figure that the photographer did not see when he took the picture. Upon closer inspection, the figure appears to be a headless man. The figure's coat, pants and boots are quite plain and easy to see, but he has no head. The photographer says the photo has been examined by Kodak and other experts to prove that he did not doctor it in any way. I couldn't get over that photo, and I asked him if I could do an oil painting of it. He said I could. Back home in Sierra Vista, Arizona, I began work on a 16 by 20 inch oil painting based on the photo. When I was about halfway through completing the painting, I started getting a strange feeling. I began to ask myself, why on earth did I want to paint this picture? And maybe I should never have started it, but I did finish it. And then some very strange, unexplained things began happening around my home, seemingly centred around that painting. I do not believe in ghosts, but I cannot for the life of me explain how or why these strange events have happened. I cannot attribute every one of these events directly to the painting, but they have all taken place since it has been in my house, and are totally unexplained. I took the frame painting with some others for a display in a business location. We hung the ghost painting on the wall behind an office desk. Three days later, people from the office called and asked me to come pick up the ghost painting. Every morning they claimed the painting was crooked. They would straighten it, and the next morning it would be crooked again. Also, appointments were inexplicably messed up, and papers went missing. They were actually afraid of it. I took the painting back. In 1995, my husband and I moved into a brand new home in Tennessee. We wondered if these ghostly goings-on would stop, but they didn't. Oddly, the roof on the garage of this new home had a leak when it rained. The roofers came out three times to repair it, and although they worked on it, they said they could not find the cause of the leak. It didn't make any sense. Nothing they did stopped the darn leak. Finally, my husband asked me where the ghost painting was. 
It was leaning against the wall between the living room and garage. We moved the painting, and the garage roof never leaked again. One evening I was preparing dinner. We had an island bar that is where I set the table. I picked up the salt and pepper shakers, which were two little canning jars with handles, and set them on the bar. I went to the door and called to my husband that dinner was ready. When I got back to the bar, salt was spilled all over it and on the floor. The salt shaker, standing upright, was still where I had set it down. We have no animals or children in the house to blame for the spill. It is completely unexplained. My husband and I were sitting in the garage one day, talking to the little neighbour girl who had come over to visit. On the garage wall were three large dried starfish. They were hanging securely on roofing nails. The garage door was open, but there was no wind blowing or air movement. Suddenly, the largest starfish came sailing off the wall and landed on the concrete floor. It sailed across the floor about six to seven feet. A heavy gate that would have been hard to remove came off its post for no apparent reason. All the hardware was completely intact. This next event really scared me because it could have injured me. We had been doing some yard work and went into the garage to rest where it was cool. My husband said he would mix us some drinks. He returned with the drinks in thick, gold-coloured glasses with ice cubes. We finished our drinks, and he said he was going to have another, and I said I would too. So he mixed them in the house and brought them back out. I had taken one or two sips of my drink when I looked down to see that a large chunk of glass had been broken off the top of the glass. It was perfectly fine the first time I drank from it. Right away I thought my husband had knocked it on something, but he swore he hadn't. We looked all over the garage floor for the piece of glass, but found nothing. We went into the house where my husband fixed the drinks, and got down on the floor with flashlights and looked. Nothing. I poured the rest of the drink through a strainer to see if the chunk of glass had fallen in, but again there was nothing. The missing piece was too large to swallow without me noticing it, but I still had this sick feeling in my stomach. We never found the missing piece of glass. I have always taken photos of the paintings I have done. People ask to see the photos of my paintings, and most always say they don't want to touch the photo of the ghost painting. The gals at the beauty shop wanted me to bring my pictures in, and one woman started bragging that she didn't believe in ghosts, and that it was silly of them to avoid touching the picture. Just let me see it, she said. She took the photo, looked at it closely, and just laughed. That night at her house, a clock that had been on the wall for 40 years, fell down and broke into a hundred pieces. Our neighbour wanted to show his mother-in-law the photos of my painting, and took them home with him. They left the pictures laying on the table, and started playing a three-handed card game, in which a dummy hand must be dealt. When they picked up the dummy hand, every card in the hand was in one suit. That scared them to death, he told me. He got up and went outside to move his water sprinkler, and to this day, he could see a white hazy figure of a person come around the corner. He came running back to my house with the pictures and said he never wanted to touch them again. The last thing this ghost did was knock on my front door, my husband and I both heard it at the time, but our two German shepherds did not hear the knock. Nobody was at the door. Currently, the painting is hanging in our house. A few people have asked to buy the painting, but I am afraid to sell it. 
what would an unhappy ghost do in their lives? The Crying Boy Can a painting be haunted by the spirit of a small boy? Can its evil powers cause houses to burn down around it? Well, probably not. But back in the 1980s, a huge number of Brits believed it, terrified that a rather tacky painting known as the Crying Boy was cursed. They ripped it off the walls of their homes, and thousands of the paintings were destroyed in mass bonfires. The painting, along with other similar ones of children crying, was done by an Italian artist, Bruno Amadio, under the name Giovanni Bragolin. The prints were mass-produced and widely sold throughout the UK. On September the 4th, 1985, the British tabloid newspaper The Sun published a story about a couple, Ron and May Hall, whose house had burnt down due to a fire which started in a chip pan. The painting of the crying boy remained untouched, while all around it was charred ruins. The couple blamed the fire on the painting. A fire station officer, Alan Wilkinson, said he knew of numerous other cases where this same painting was the only object in a house to survive a fire unscathed. A photo accompanying the story showed the crying boy, and the caption read, Tears for Fears, the portrait that firemen claim is cursed. No fireman had actually used the word cursed, but a legend was born. The next day, the son ran a follow-up, saying they'd been flooded by calls from horrified readers. Dora Mann said her house burnt down just six months after she bought the painting. All my paintings were destroyed, except the one of the crying boy. Another reader said her son had caught his private parts on a hook just after she bought the crying boy. A third claimed that her husband and three sons had all died since she bought the painting in 1959. When another house displaying a crying boy painting by a different artist, Anna Kyson, burnt down, panic grew. A story about the fire had a fire service spokesperson claiming there was no cause for alarm, but added, these incidents are becoming more frequent. The son, thrilled by the success of their story, offered to take the cursed paintings off people's hands. Soon, their offices were stacked with 2,500 prints of the crying boy. They were eventually burnt in a giant bonfire, with page three girls helping out. But rumours about the painting refused to die. A story spread that the crying boy was a Spanish street urchin called Don Bonillo, whose parents had died in a fire. No one wanted to take him in, because wherever he stayed, fires would start. An artist painted him, but then the artist's studio was destroyed by fire. Years later, an unidentified body was found inside the charred ruins of a car. The name on the driver's license was Don Bonillo. No one has ever been able to find any evidence of any truth to this story. In 2010, a BBC radio presenter, Steve Punt, attempted to burn the crying boy on his show, Punt P.I. The attempt was filmed and put on YouTube. Punt set fire to the painting, but the flames wouldn't spread. He concluded that the painting was covered in some kind of fire-retardant coating. Even today, people still believe in the curse of the crying boy. Dr. David Clark from Sheffield Hallam University wrote an article about the legend just a few years ago. He was flooded with emails from people who begged him to take the painting off their hands. One reader, who had just cleared his mother's house in which a crying boy was discovered, wrote to say, My wife will not have the picture in the house. 
I have to hang it in the garden shed with fire extinguishers at the ready. Another said, my mum has this picture, but they said they heard about the curse and they hang it in a cupboard facing the wall so no one looks at it. If you're interested in buying your own print of the painting, there are some available online. Due to the current culture of dark tourism and dark collecting, these prints have become highly collectible due to the curse of the crying boy. Woman of the Rain The painting of an artist Svetlana Taurus, which is called Woman of the Rain, was bought several times, but always begged to be returned back. Now the painting hangs in the Venetia Salon Merck Furniture on the streets of Kiev. Customers notice that the woman on the painting smiles to some and shows anger to other. They say it looks as if the woman on the painting is alive, a mystical energy comes out of her. Some people said that the woman in the picture slid out the wall and stood on the table, says the artist. Woman of the Rain is apparently a very expensive work. According to salesmen, the painting was bought three times and then returned back. Clients say that they dream of the picture. Others say that the woman looks familiar to them, but they don't remember where they see her. And anyone who has ever looked into her white eyes forever remembers the feeling of rainy day, silence, anxiety and fear. The artist described how the unusual painting was born. In 1996, I graduated from the Odessa Art University, and for six months before the birth of Woman of the Rain, I always felt like someone was watching me. I always drove such thoughts away. Then one day, I was sitting in front of a blank canvas and thought of what I could draw. Suddenly, I saw clearly the contours of a woman, her face, colours, shades. I saw every detail of the image. I started to draw it, as if someone drove my hand over the paper. In five hours, I managed to finish it. Arriving in Vinitsa, Svetlana exhibited her painting in the local art gallery. Every now and then, art lovers approached and shared the same thoughts that appeared in her mind while working. It was interesting to watch, says the artist, how fine a thing can materialise the idea and convince other people of it. Several years ago, the first shopper, a lonely businesswoman, was walking through the hall. Eventually she bought Woman of the Rain and hung it on the wall in her bedroom. After two weeks, Svetlana got a call late at night from that lady. Please take it back. I can't sleep. It feels like there's someone else in my apartment by me. I even took it off the wall and hid it in the cupboard, but I still have this feeling. Then another customer appeared. A young man bought the painting. He also couldn't stand it. He brought it back to the artist without even getting his money back. I keep dreaming of it, he complained. Every night, and there is a shadow of the woman that walks around me. I'm starting to go mad. I'm afraid of this painting. The third customer had heard about the painting, but didn't care. He said that the face of the woman looks very nice, and certainly wouldn't do anything bad. But that didn't happen. At first, I didn't notice her white eyes, he said. But when I did see them, they started to appear everywhere. Unreasonable headaches started to hurt me. I couldn't stand it. I don't need it. And that's how Woman of the Rain went back to the artist for a third time. There is a rumour that the painting is cursed. It can drive anyone crazy in one night. The artist herself isn't happy about it. 
However, Svetlana still has optimistic thoughts. I'm sure that every picture is born for some particular reason. I believe that for my woman, there is also a person. I understand that many of you don't need this grief in your eyes. It's not an interior decoration. I'm sure there is someone who looks for it, as it looks for that someone. Have you heard about the 2018 study that showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? No? Well, now you have. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual, the company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. I remember staring at my prenatal vitamins and finding all these things I was trying to avoid. High amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and unnecessary ingredients. So... At four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual because I believe that all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. I'm so proud of our prenatal vitamin. The ingredients are 100% traceable. It's third-party tested for microbes and heavy metals and recently received the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. You see, we trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. But don't just take my word for it. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash prenatal. The Portrait of Samantha Houston The firstborn child of the Houston family was active and loved to play as other four-year-old children do. No one at the Driscoll could know that the fate of this little girl would come to a tragic end before her family checked out of the hotel. Samantha, her infant brother Temple Jr., her mother Laura Cross Houston, and her father, Senator Temple Lee Houston, the last-born son of Margaret Lee Houston and Sam Houston, the first elected president of the Republic of Texas, had checked into the Driscoll Hotel, Austin, Texas, and lived there while the 20th legislature meeting was in session at the hotel, from January 11th to April 4th, 1887. Temple Lee Houston served as a politician from 1885 to 1889, his middle name was the same name as his mother. He was elected to the Texas State Senate in 1885 at the age of 25. Many considered him to be one of the state's most brilliant trial lawyers for his age. Houston spoke French and Spanish fluently, as well as seven Indian languages. Temple Lee Houston married his beautiful wife Laura in February of 1882. Laura gave birth to the first of their five children, Samantha Houston, in December of that very same year. As the state capitol building was under construction, the 20th Texas Legislature held its 1887 session in the large banquet halls of the New Driscoll Hotel at Brazos and 6th Street in Austin. Houston was one of the three more wealthy senators who stayed in the expensive and luxurious guest rooms, perhaps in the mezzanine level of the Driscoll Hotel, where his child Samantha often played. One night, Samantha quietly slipped out of the room, probably just outside the door on the mezzanine level, while her mother slept and her father worked late into the night to finalise important legislation. She fell to her death down the grand staircase while quickly chasing a leather ball as it got away from her. She broke her neck and died instantly. Samantha Houston died April of 1887 at four years of age. According to written reports from the coroner's investigation, Temple Houston was immediately taken from his meeting nearby in the Grand Ballroom, only steps away from the place his daughter had fallen, and was devastated at the sight of his lifeless child. 
His friend, Senator Richard Harrison, disarmed Houston after he pulled a pistol on the crowd. Before Samantha Houston's burial, her father contacted an Austin artist named William Henry Huddle to produce a lifelike painting of his deceased daughter, using Samantha's corpse as the model. Once the rough sketch was finished, Houston returned home and buried Samantha's remains in Mobiti, Texas, over 450 miles away. Temple Houston returned to Austin in 1888 and gave the dedication speech for the opening of the new state capitol building, but he never stayed at the Driscoll again. In that famous speech, he paid homage to his child, who died while playing at the Marbled Floor Hotel at the last legislative session. This was the only documentation of proof, other than the coroner's report, linking Samantha Houston's death to the Driscoll Hotel. The written speech is on file with the Bob Bullock Museum. It was rumoured that Senator Harrison, with the help of Jesse Driscoll, together bribed the local news media to keep the tragic accident from the public attention. Weeks went by before any mention of the accident, with no mention of names, only that a young girl fell to her death on the grand staircase. By then, Jesse Driscoll had already closed the hotel, declaring his hotel staff went to work for another hotel in Galveston. For unknown reasons, Temple never went to pick up the painting of his beloved daughter Samantha after it was finished. Instead, Colonel Driscoll purchased the painting for $10 and displayed it at the head of the grand staircase. Some say Driscoll sold the hotel, while others say he lost it in a poker game to his brother-in-law Jim Day. The new owner had heard stories that the painting of Samantha was haunted and had it stored away in a housekeeping closet. After the new owner bought the Driscoll in 1903, Samantha's picture was then hung in a hallway on the fifth floor. Laura Houston donated separate portraits of Temple and herself to the Driscoll Hotel in 1906. The paintings were painted in 1888, shortly after the tragic death of their daughter Samantha. They were hung together side by side, with a plaque between them as a memorial to Samantha. After the parents' paintings kept falling off for no apparent reason, the paintings had to be nailed to the walls. After Laura's picture was vandalised and slashed, the hotel had all three paintings copied and hung without labelling them in fear of more vandalism. Today, nobody knows where the original paintings are. For nearly a hundred years, the staff and guests would leave candy on a table located under Samantha's picture. Each day, the candy disappeared. When guards posted overnight, asked what happened to the candy, they claimed it had vanished in front of their eyes. Much of the candy was found behind the girl's portrait during a renovation. It was speculated that rodents of the time must have put it there when Samantha was done with it. The stories of Samantha's ghostly hauntings have travelled far across the world. Samantha's spirit is said to be the first recorded ghost of the Driscoll. Sightings of a little girl roaming the area, playing with the ball, have been seen and people believe they can still hear childish giggles in the hotel, in the mezzanine floor, late at night. The hands resist him. There is no doubt that this painting is disturbing. It shows young boy standing next to a girl doll with hollow eyes and a sad, downturned mouth. The doll is holding a strange device with wires coming out of it. The eeriest part of the painting are the many disembodied children's hands reaching toward the boy through the glass panels of a door just behind him. 
but even more disturbing than the painting itself, are the stories of what has happened to people who come in contact with it. It has an ordinary enough beginning. It was painted in 1972 by the artist William Stoneham, who was on a contract to produce two paintings a month for $200 each. In 1974, it was put on display in the Fine Garten Gallery in Beverly Hills, California. It was reviewed by the art critic for the Los Angeles Times, Henry Seldes, and purchased by the actor John Marley, perhaps best known for waking up next to that horse's head in The Godfather. But then the story gets weird. A few years after the painting was sold, the art critic Henry Seldes died. Then the gallery owner died. Then in 1984, John Marley died. The painting disappeared, not surfacing again until 2000, in a bizarre posting on eBay. The new owners were trying to sell it, because they said it was haunted. They claimed the boy and the doll in the picture would fight with each other during the night, terrifying their four-year-old daughter. They set up a motion-sensing camera in the room for three nights, and claimed they captured the boy in the picture leaving the frame and coming into the room, apparently fleeing in terror. In what a skeptic might think was a marketing ploy, the owners warned buyers not to bid on the painting if they were faint of heart or unfamiliar with supernatural events. More than 30,000 people visited the auction page. Many reported just looking at the painting made them feel ill or upset. The painting ultimately sold for $1,025 to a buyer in Michigan, who was reportedly keeping it in storage and refusing much, much bigger offers to buy it. Because of the internet sensation, Stoneham came forward with what inspired him to paint such a haunting scene. The boy, he said, was himself. It was modelled on a photograph taken when he was five. The title comes from a poem written by his then-wife. It reads in part, The hands resist him, like the secret of his birth. Stoneham was adopted. The children's hands, he say, represent other lives. The glass door, the barrier between worlds, and the doll, his guide between those worlds. The fame of the painting has led to commissions for more works, and Stoneham has painted a series of sequels. The most recent is called The Hands Invent Him, and depicts the scene from the other side of that glass door. Hi guys, thank you so much for listening to today's video. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you want more videos about some more famous hauntings or paranormal subjects, please feel free to let me know. Any ideas would be greatly appreciated. Also, please make sure to like and share the video. And also, if you haven't already, please subscribe, making sure you hit that notification bell. So, until next time, sleep tight.